0: Hello and welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast talking about all things finance and finance related. For new listeners, this is Peter and I'm with my co-host Jax. Yeah,
1: how's it going mate? All good, all
0: good. How's things on your side?
1: Yeah, not bad at all. Just trying to enjoy whatever I can right now, to be honest. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Difficult
0: time today, but I'll definitely get into, we'll definitely get into that a bit more later on. And of course, we do have some guests uh, with us today. We have someone who's been on our podcast before and he enjoyed it so much. He's come back. Um, Kay,
2: how are you? How are you doing, guys? Thank you for having me again. Really Hello. appreciate it.
0: No worries, no worries. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And then we have a special, a new, a new guest, we'll call him a special guest. Uh, we have Steven. Hey guys, hey Peter Ajax.
3: Um, Stephen here. Thanks for having me on, on the show. Very excited um, to be here with you guys and, and sharing. So let's let's kick it off.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much. And of course... For those that are listening, we are shooting this uh, podcast not in our usual home, which is usually in a studio, um, due to the whole um, what's going on in the world. Um, we are recording virtually, um, of course, respecting social distancing as well. So, on that do respect, uh, do ap- apologize. We apologize if there's any, I guess, any background noises um, or anything like that. So, I guess, yeah, we're just gonna kick it off. First of all, I'm gonna quickly just ask, how is everyone? How's everyone doing during these times? And probably as we've started to ease down on lockdown, um, it'll be good to hear from everyone what's the one thing you're looking forward to, or what's the first thing you're gonna do when lockdown is fully over? I'm gonna hit that over to Jax.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't actually put my finger on you know the most um exciting thing that I'm looking forward to, but for me, I think it's more the opportunity to make my own decision as to what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's the most um exciting thing I'm looking forward to, whether it's going to the cinema or, you know, um going anywhere really to be honest. So yeah, just a freedom really.
0: Yeah, definitely feeling you on that one. Uh Kay, Steven, any of you wanna check in on that? What are you both looking
2: forward to? Sorry, thank you me. go first, Kay. Oh thank you Steve. For me, I've actually taken this opportunity uh Rest and you know, chill out. So, I think in terms of when lockdown is fully, uh, all my friends and see how they're doing, I definitely feel you on that, Stephen.
3: You know, guys, I think whilst everyone's been looking forward to um, lockdown, so being lifted, I've kind of enjoyed lockdown so much. Um, but I mean, if I'm honest, it, it's obviously because of the fact that we're able to still do what um, I connect with friends and co. Actually, that's, that's sort of made things a lot more easier. Like, you guys are. We're still able to do this podcast now without going into the studios. But mm. one thing that I've particularly missed and haven't been able to do is a good game of football. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> to that five-a-side um, hardcore intense um, workout um, when, when it's all done where you can actually um, get the thrill from, from playing football um, so I think that that's that's one thing that I'm, I'm looking forward to after lockdown and we can all get back together
0: I'm
2: and of course Monopoly
0: Monopoly as well absolutely <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely feeling you on that Stephen a good game of football especially when the weather's like this as well and um, I'm funny enough I, I'm in agreement I mean with lockdown I found it okay um you know, the working from home, um, saving time on travel um, and other things, uh, whether it's certain expenses that we usually um, have when we are travelling to work, etc. So I've enjoyed that aspect of things. And um, It's just obviously with the actual rules of <clears throat> being limited on who we see, meet up, etc. I think that's where the difficulty lies. And um, For me, funny enough, the first thing that I'm going to do is make a trip to my barber's, man. Uh, it's, it's gonna be mad the queue's gonna be there but I, i'm i'm willing to risk <laughs> that's it all all
1: of
0: <laughs> that's all of us right I'm um, glad, uh, first question i asked was was this going to be on video
1: yeah
0: exactly <laughs> luckily this is just audio in it because the way all of our hair is looking at the moment it's a bit mad but yeah that's definitely what i'm looking
1: forward to and um, you know what's funny yeah go you know what's funny? This is the first time I've I've seen enough facial hair on my face, so a part, a part, a part of me is not actually looking forward to trimming it off. Um, I'm trying some... try to be part of bed gang for once in my life,
0: and it, it took a global crisis for that to happen. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, cool, cool. Well, welcome all. Welcome all. You know how we do on the podcast. It's literally talking about everything finance and finance related. Of course, a lot is going on in the world for those that are tuning in. um, I think during these times, in addition to what's going on with the global crisis, we've of course got uh, what's happening over in America in relation to George Floyd as well. Um, Over here in UK as well, we're finding a lot more about the effects of uh, this virus and the different groups, so-called vulnerable groups, that are affected uh, the most, and whether it's elderly people, um, people with underlying uh, conditions as well. And I guess stats have been showing that, um, I guess, for those that are from a DME um, community, are more at risk as well. And I guess sort of what's going to birth the discussion of uh, the topics that we're going to be speaking around today is just around... um, us with you know us for obviously younger black men um and i think you know us having discussion around um being black and growing up as black and also i guess observing things that may put us at disadvantage. um and i guess one of the examples i gave is for example the global crisis and it's not just that and um, we've of course you know, in the past, seen many things that put us at a disadvantage to try and um, where it's progressing in the world. So, for as an example, you know, black people are more likely to have. Here in the UK, I'm talking about black people are more likely to have um poorer health outcomes, and more likely to come from a less educated backgrounds. Um when I say that, I mean sort of formal education, and more likely to be from um lower income households as compared to other counterparts, our white counterparts, so to speak. Um so yeah, I guess you know. First of all, it would just be good to hear anyone sort of or any um reflections or comments on that in general and I guess what i'm going to really go into is to really talk about what can we do um, for us as black people um, to overcome some of those disadvantages and in particular to build in wealth. This is a finance podcast, so i'm going to hit that to you know jack's first if you don't mind um any sort of original.
1: Reflection. I'm sure we can get into a deeper uh, discussion in a bit. Yeah, bro. Um, I think, you know, this is something that has been at the forefront of my thinking for quite a while now. Um, Especially now that it's it's come more into into light. Mm. Um, I think some of the things you've mentioned is something that we kind of knew about. So um, some things are quite new. I think for me, the most important thing is being educated to know Mm. that these things exist. And then once we are educated and we know about it, it's taken the necessary steps forward to, to find a solution. So yes, you might be told that, you know, you might be at a certain type of risk, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But with that knowledge, what are you going to do about it? I think I'm quite passionate about not spending too much time talking about the problem, but spending much more time on finding solutions. So um, some of my things that I, I I like to talk about, obviously, when it comes to finance, it's talking about things like financial and economic empowerment, talking about mentorship and financial education and literacy and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing in, in my view as to what I can do in terms of taking responsibility and then moving forward. That's, that's, that's how I see things. You mentioned a key thing there. So you, you for, um, from your perspective,
0: it's about focusing less on the problem and more on the solutions, essentially.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I think, um, you know, it's just one of those things I've noticed that a lot of people like to talk about the problem and it almost becomes entertaining for some people to talk about mm. a problem. And I think that's just something I'm not a big fan of. I'm much more, I'm much more interested in taking the necessary proactive, intentional steps to see, okay, what can I do as a single person? What can you do on your behalf? What can we do as a community mm. in order to actually solve some of these issues without spending too much time moaning about the problem? Mm,
0: okay, Deep. I'm going to definitely come back to you in regards to what, what some of those solutions could sort of uh, look like, what you think they could look like as well. So, um, Kay, I'm going to throw over to you any sort of initial reflections or comments.
2: Yeah, thank you, Peter. So just to uh, compliment what Jax was saying, I, I totally agree with him in the sense that how I would like to focus less on the problem and uh, spend more time on the solution aspect and finding practical ways to figure out pragmatic steps to you know break those barriers so to speak and I was doing some research and you know one of the factors that I came across was that in our community um, there's a general consensus that there tends to be uh, a lot of fatherlessness within our community which I believe consequently has an adverse effect on children So from my, yeah, from my personal perspective, I believe that consequences, like for example, growing up in a fatherless home, you're four times greater at the risk of poverty. And now we're talking in um, financial wealth and building a legacy from that perspective. I think that would be a starting position, you know, just building a stable home, getting our homes in order, um, so to speak. So that's my two piece to this topic. That's actually deep and so key. Um, and that's definitely something it
0: would be good to go in a bit further on. I think the family piece, the family makeup says it all, as you said, um, the amount of fatherless homes, um, particularly within the black community, and the effects that this could have on a child's upbringing and financial outlook for their future. So, yeah, definitely in agreement with that. Um, Stephen, uh, did you have anything to add on to that? Um yeah,
3: so I think those were those are some very good initial points there from Jets and Calde. um Um I think I'm I'm just gonna gravitate more on um the current environment and just um as we we're discussing financial wealth um in the context of um especially um sort of black um black um black people and um our, those of our background I think is is very interesting because what what my thoughts have been um in recent times um in light of um everything that's going on in the world both the corona um virus crisis and also the protests that we've been seeing um is this it, i've been sort of myself have been in a state of really contemplating um the state of things and that's come in two folds so the first is sort of me contextualizing things in the challenges that um, I face or I could face um, in the future in light of um, the, um, the challenges to um, sort of building wealth as a K. And also, secondly, just how those of um, similar background to myself are also facing or may be facing similar challenges. So, just those two perspectives is, is, is what the current environment has, has really brought to my thoughts. And, and, and it's what I've been deliberating on quite intensely so I think that that circles in with
0: what Jackson, Cowdy are, are thinking too. Absolutely absolutely definitely in agreement with those uh, points as well and everything what's been said so far and I guess what'll be good is if we can dwell in a bit deeper I guess when you think of yourselves as uh, young black men what do you think we as a community should be doing and maybe even what 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 are you currently doing to ensure that our current uh, community right now is more forward-thinking, and we're coming up with, uh, we're implementing solutions, and more importantly, to make sure we have things in place so that our younger generation can be at a less disadvantage than we was whilst growing up. Um, so, I'm probably gonna hit back to Jackson. That if you have any sort of additional thoughts around getting into the meat of things, what do you think we can do and what are you currently doing as well to
1: try and address this situation? Yeah, um, good question. I think, um, you know, we're going into actually taking responsibility as individuals and that's why I think I need to concentrate on what can I do as a person, as an individual, to add value. And, of course, we, me, me and yourself, <clears throat> me and Peter, we run um, War Finance, and the aim of the, of the social enterprise is to educate the young underrepresented youth um, when it comes to financial education, financial mentoring, et cetera. And so that's us, you know, doing something that we think can really add value. I think some of the started when they were young. And if we can catch them early, then we can actually at least, even worst case scenario, sow some positive seeds. So that's, that's something that obviously myself and Peter are doing. And as an individual, I think mentorship is something that I think is very, very important. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, when I was young, as a young black man growing up in, in the UK, when I look up to see people that I thought were successful, they were either entertainers, you know, so people that were acting, um, or people that were playing uh, football, um, et cetera. You know, I, I always say I was the first person in my immediate family to go to university. So I didn't have anyone ahead of me to look up, look up to in terms of. For, for academic education and so growing up I thought well the only way to be successful um, is to be a footballer or to be an, an actor now of course that's not true that's not true and I think that's where the education and the mentorship comes into play um, I wasn't seeing any black men uh, well now I think it's getting better but back then I didn't have anyone in my circle um, where I could look up to and say oh I want to be just like this person who Mm -hmm. works in, let's say, the investment management industry. In fact, I didn't know about the investment management industry until I was in my 20s. And so that's the the issue. And I think being a mentor, which is what I do now, is being able to, you know, not forget how I used to be when I was young, still keeping up with um, the times and not making it look like I'm too far gone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important, making sure that when you speak to the youth, you don't speak to them in a sense that you think you're way above them, you know how I am, you guys would know, I can, I can switch it up and mm. speak just like a 13, 14 year old. <laughs> so I think that's really important and I'm making them feel comfortable and being vulnerable with them as well to let them know that, look, you haven't got it all figured out, but you're also facing the same challenges and we're all in this together. I think that's the most important thing.
0: Um, thanks for that really, uh, Deeb. And I think your points around, as you said, mentorship, you know, when we look up who, who else is looking like, Who else looks like us? You mentioned the investment management um, and that sort of sector as well. I know representation is still low, um, but it's higher than it was a decade ago. Um, And we need to increase that, you know, getting getting people whilst they're young or working with people rather than getting uh, whilst they're young um, and providing that education. That experience that we're going through is so important um stephen I'm probably going to throw a similar question um, to you in terms of what are you currently doing to uh, i guess you know help ensure that our community and um, the black community is preparing itself in terms of wealth generation and more importantly probably the younger generation coming through as well.
3: thanks peter
0: That's a great great
3: question um and i think it's it's definitely a question that um we all have to have asked ourselves, especially with 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 everything that's that's happening now um, now i mean for the benefit of our listeners and for to add to our introduction um um myself um jacks peter your your host and and um uh, secondary school. And I've pretty much grown up in a similar um, background and similar environment. And so we we sort of know um, the challenges um, that we, or we sort of have mutual challenges that we've we've been through. So it's quite exciting to be discussing this um, here um, together many, many years or um, a decade or so more later um, of everything. I think um, the question you've posed, Peter, about what I'm thinking about in terms of our community um, and giving back, or sort of helping with challenges facing um, our community and building wealth is a great one. But I think I'd like to take a step back and just give you an an indication of how I'm sort of seeing things. Um, I mean, see the way I, I see things and how I what why I said initially with my initial fall is that we really need to look at things in in two perspectives. The first Perspective is is that you consider sort of yourself and think um, what are the challenges that you face and what are the challenges that you're going to face and so sort of how you can actually arm yourself to to tackle those challenges and that and if you if you can sort of identify this to a very good good degree you can sort of um, in a way indirectly create an inspiration um, for others and to be able to build. On a story for um, the commu- your community, and those that will follow to also learn from. Now, the second um, aspect or the second perspective, really, that I'm thinking about is is really what you're actively doing at any given time from um, from here, so to to contribute to the development or to produce an environment that um, supports um, those that are coming up. I mean, because we we know people. Um, who who are we know we know um, young people who are coming up and from the schools we're, we're still pretty much um, living in our areas that we grew up in so um, I think I think it's very very interesting but so from that perspective I think that's where one needs to really develop um, how they can support and as Jacks mentioned sort of mentorship and being able to sort of, um, support um, like young people when they when they are um, sort of in need or they have questions related to um, so the industries that we work in so I happen to personally work in the investment um, industry investment management industry and so I mean I'm I'm very aware of the challenges that these young people face because as Jack said um, investment banking or investment management was not something that um, I knew from the onset and it wasn't until university that um, I learned majority of it. And that happens mm. to go back to just um, what your parents have done, what your mm. uncles, your aunties, your um, parents, friends, the network that you've grown you've grown up and the environment you've grown up in. It mm. hasn't created that much or there hasn't been the exposure before. So all the new exposures that you gain at university and co. So it's, it's really what the experience that you've built up and have brought you where. We are now, so ultimately i think it's it, it creates that extra uh, need to sort of um, be able to be available to support um where where necessary and so i think i think
0: it's it's, it's good it's very good absolutely and i think it's uh one of the things that you stuck stuck out in terms of being exposed to industries in investment manager, management and beyond as well it's so deep that one was exposed at such a late age but other uh, are, are, are potentially our other counterparts or those that are at, um, who are not at such a disadvantage are exposed to it from such a young age and education is so key and it goes back to what even Kay mentioned earlier on about fatherless and family makeup probably not being the right learning environment um, for a child to actually be exposed to this, um, there's a lot of stuff that we need to do in the community. And uh, Stephen, you mentioned you know that the first thing you said was around um, we need to be able to arm ourselves to tackle these uh, challenges. Can you give an example of how perhaps you're arming yourself to ensure that you, your family and the future to come? is going to be much better than what we was given to us, for example?
3: That's, that's a good question, Peter. Um, so I think that the idea of, of my, 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 um, my, my point on Armin starts with the importance of recognising that um, there are challenges that we face as sort of asymmetrical to the challenges that, um, say, um, those of other races face in in the uk um now i mean we black um, as a black man um you're incredibly um i mean i wouldn't well i wouldn't say exactly being bottom of the chain in, in, in that respect but you're, you're pretty near the bottom when when we talk about wealth um in the uk so um it's not far-fetched saying that so arming um, yourself is sort of where what, what the situation is and being informed, being informed on this reality. Because I think the more we, we understand our reality or I understand my reality, the more so it sort of informs me on how much prepared, preparedness I need to be. And likewise, how much preparedness my um, my those around me um, need to be also. And so I think that's that's, that's the arm that's the, um, of oneself that comes from being informed about the reality and, and, and sort of being able to prepare accordingly to meet the challenges that it, it will come with.
0: Thanks for going a bit deeper into that and explaining um, and giving a couple of examples and that really much appreciate. long um, last for you to uh, chip in on here and again, same, same, same question that... Uh, Pretty much presented to uh, Jackson, Stephen. What can you or what are you doing to help the community? And when you get into that, ask Stephen and Jackson to sort of think about anything you to extend on it and think about what you think we could be doing immediately you know right now for our listeners that are joining in there's gonna be people from all sorts of backgrounds not just black people and um, but we're gonna have all groups of different uh, uh, listeners as well so if you in the meantime could have a think about key actions you think listeners should probably take from the discussion today so um, Kay, um do you want to just throw in your any
2: additional thoughts that you had um... I wouldn't say additional. I'll probably say that I agree with what Stephen said Mm -hmm. in the sense that how it would be very prudent to equip ourselves and just being aware of the reality and the fact that ignorant is not a defense in this case. So the sooner we realize our reality in the sense that, you know, you've heard the saying uh, as as a black man, you have to work X amount of times more than your fellow counterparts. I think. Knowing that it can, as, as demoralising as it may potentially sound, I think knowing this uh, as soon as possible, a way of arming yourself or equipping yourself, so to speak, and just doing the necessary um, preparation. So, you know, I think it starts from there. I probably wouldn't say anything else. I think everything Stephen and Jacks mentioned is pretty much what I agree with. Ooh, and thanks, Sudan.
0: I, I guess, not even to for spanning the works as well, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are growing up in. You, we all know in it what it's like growing up in uh, certain um, in environments as well. So, Jacks, I'm looking the arts. If you got anything additional, and I'm just going to touch on a point about what some people would actually be saying in terms of, you know. Th- they don't have any aspirations. It's difficult. Um, they've not been taught much. Um, they don't really know much about, I don't know, building wealth or any of the sort. What can we actually say to, to that particular group of people to encourage, um, and remind people that no matter where you are from, we can get to where we actually want to get to.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, um, just to add one or two more things, um, I just remember something, actually, and I really wanted to add because I've seen it quite a lot on on social media Mm. and different places, Um, and it's talking about, you know, buying black or, you know, creating businesses and and consuming from the black community, which I think is actually a pretty good idea, and I think, you know, it helps. It's not so much I'm only going to buy something from you just because you're black, but it's understanding that, you know, where we are, it will be helpful to... um, consume from from black businesses the only only side to that that i think is very important i think a lot of people need to really really consider and think about is that the people that are having businesses or are producers need to produce and have quality businesses Mm. so that they can consume from quality products and services i Mm. think that's very very important and that comes with again taking your own business seriously um and, and, and and treating it as a business and Whether you're a consumer or a producer, I think it's important to not look at your fellow um, consumer producer and say, or just because you're black, I'm going to do certain things in a certain type of way, Mm. which comes to a very unprofessional way. So that's something that I'm really, really passionate about. If you are a business owner, please, please make sure your your business or services is quality. Let's Mm. get rid of certain things like black man timing. That that, that statement there makes me sick, I'll be honest Mm. with you. We need to get rid of those kind of stuff um and as a consumer do not consume from uh a for example you know i run a financial guidance or investment guidance company if you have a session at seven o'clock don't turn up at seven thirty just because mm. you're a black man for example mm.
0: and and uh, you know the, those things we make just of it like sort of black man's timing and stuff but it's those little small small things that have been we don't even know where they came from what they've been planted in our mentality um and it, it can have damaging effects it can keep uh, communities down because there's small small things that builds up and what, And you mentioned about service as well customer service so important we need to ensure that as a community we always use the service to a higher standard so definitely in agreement with that and um, just cautious of time as well so just wanted to go around the room and um, to probably and I think you threw some really good quality points there, uh, Jax. Really appreciate that. But just going around the room to maybe just, you know, one or one to a couple of points that you think we can do right now for listeners right now to, to, to um, I guess, help so, tackle this uh, so-called issue um, around um, black people overcoming the disadvantages we have when it comes to generating wealth. So, um, Stephen, probably gonna go go to you first on that. If there's any points that you um have on that
3: side yes absolutely um i think i think i just want to firstly side with chat with um the points made on 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 them um, on that on this point on this question i think um the mentalities is very critical and and that's something that is is very fundamental um but separately i want to just um express my my uh, my thoughts on 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 how, how i see on how i see things and Sort of the black community generating um, wealth and um, financial wealth in that sense. I think if we think about wealth, we need to look at it um, in two contexts. Um, one is um, that wealth knowledge, wealth in knowledge, um, and wealth in and economic wealth. Um, now, of course, this is a financial podcast, so let's let's focus more on wealth in um, economic wealth. Many months ago, I looked into um, sort of the wealth in the UK and sort of how, um, the w- w- what wealth basically as a concept and what it is and how, who's got it. Now, it strikes me that um, the UK, if you are to put things into context actually, has a wealth of about 13 trillion. Now, 13 trillion, I don't know how that comes across to anyone, but 13 trillion is, is the number of um, the net wealth of the UK. Now that, if you break it down, is, is mostly 40% or so, over 40%. It's in both properties and it's in um, financial assets. So, in mostly in the form of, um, sorry, pension pension um, schemes. Now, that's that sucks up about eighty percent of the wealth in the UK. Um, now, of course, the black population is not a big um, pro- proportion of the UK's overall um, population. But one thing that's pretty um, worrying and very disheartening is the fact that even on a proportional level where you look at um, sort of the median um, average wage or average income or average wealth, um, you find that the black community has a very disproportionate sort of um, claim to all of that. I think the point I'm trying to make is that I would sort of strongly encourage um, sort of those of our background um, to really look into what, is um, the current, what is wealth made up of? At this. And I think previous conversations with yourself, Peter, we, we came to the point that really it's, it's a combination of properties and education. Now, we have a lot of budding entrepreneurs, and and I think Jack's made a fantastic point about sort of respecting them and boost encouraging the business. But I think we just need to be very informed about wealth and sort of what it was what made up of and sort of know its sources, know how to um, acquire the, the, the tools and the skills to be able to acquire it. And I think it's, it's, and then we have to just put it in the context of the challenges that we face around doing that, i.e. sort of access to capital. And, and, and that's, that's what these movements and protests are also sort of pushing to, to, um, to, to break down the barriers. Um, so I think it's just very important that um, as well as getting informed and being very um, aware of their challenges and arming ourselves of this, but we need to also um, look to develop the skills um, that allows us to acquire with and identify the barriers that actually comes against this. And I think Jack's made some very good point and mentality is is one of the fundamentals that, that will help us um, cross the, cross
0: the line on this. Really, really insightful um, points uh, there, Stephen. Um, And I loved the bit about the education piece and ensuring that we inform ourselves about wealth, what it's made up of, how do we uh, get access to uh, capital? So that's even something for us that we need to be doing on a continuous basis, ensuring that when we reflect on things, what have we learned about to get to the next step? And you mentioned around, you know, the key things that we need to be looking at, whether whether it's around education and different forms of investments as well. Um, So, yeah, I definitely want to continue this discussion, but, you know, it'd be good for us to get a bit of a a little break and then return. Um, And, yeah, just for our listeners as well, um, please do continue staying tuned. And remember, you know... this discussion involves you. So, we just want to hear from you about any questions. You can hit us up via email or hit us up on uh, Instagram at World finance Team. Um, you know what you need to do there. Um, and again, a reminder about we are doing this virtually. So, if you hear any background noise, I think we heard an ice cream van at one point. That took me back to old school days. So, <laughs> whatever that was, shout out to you. But yeah, just uh, thank you very much for our listeners. And then we'll hit you up in part two. I remember all. Stay woke.